Alrighty, welcome back to Fire Tot. My name is Kristen and we are back for episode two. Um, so recently I was thinking about what it was that Holy Spirit wanted me to talk about and and I really, I haven't come back on. I was thinking, oh, everybody does uh, what maybe every week, but it's really for me, it's going to be whenever Holy Spirit says, if he gives me something to say, then I'll say it. So what he was dealing with me was overcoming a bad path. So I know a lot of times in our lives we have oh, history, baggage, all kinds of things that I feel like we um, we maximize. It's the very first thing in our view. And we think that's, you know, the thing that's either going to make us or break us. Um, so very first thing I want to do, we just want to dedicate this time to the Lord. Um, Holy Spirit, I just thank you. Lord, I just thank you. Jesus, I just thank you. Papa, I just thank you. And we just give this time to you, Holy Spirit. You have free reign to do as you please here. This is not about me. This is not about followers. This is not about anything but you and getting your word out and what you want done. And that is really what this is about, Lord. Creating me a clean heart, creating the viewers and the listeners, excuse me, a clean heart, Lord. Um, prepare them, prepare their souls so that they too can be fire taught. Now, um, in Jesus' name, amen, of course. Now, um, talking about a bad path, what do I mean when I say bad path? Well, um, maybe you uh, dealt with abuse. Maybe you were abused. Maybe you saw abuse growing up, whether it was physical, mental, emotional. If you abused yourself, you were a cutter. Maybe um, if you um, were anorexic or dealt with any sort of abuse, anger or rage, hate, jealousy those see hate and jealousy are one of those things where they seem like they're the most extreme i i know like sometimes we think oh I'm not jealous but then if you ever listen to what you're actually saying sometimes like for instance oh that was nice of so-and-so to go to the place they went to but it's nowhere near as good as when i went to such and such well i hope they you know, oh, I heard it rain. Hope they packed a backpack or a raincoat or whatever. <laughs> I mean, that's actually coming out of a jealous heart. We don't realize some of the things we say or do. Maybe it was more, maybe it's more subtle than that. But jealousy, sometimes we grow up hearing jealousy and we don't really realize that it's jealousy or that it's hate. We grow up hearing our parents talk a certain way our aunts and uncles, our teachers, our neighbors, our friends, the bus driver, whoever, speak a certain way. Maybe it was a best friend, a boyfriend, a girlfriend. Maybe it's a spouse. Maybe it's you. But we don't realize that those words, all those things go within us. And when they get in us, ooh, they I can hear the Holy Spirit, yes, they basically begin to captain the ship, the ship of your life. They start to set the direction. They're turning the rudder in your life, the direction that you're going to go. Maybe it's oppression. Maybe you grew up very poor or um, 
you were oppressed by maybe a parent or a loved one, even a, um, a boyfriend or a girlfriend. I've had that in my, my life. I was definitely oppressed at one point in my life by a person, um, a boyfriend. I should have never even, I was way too young to even have a boyfriend, but the things we do to fill a void. Um, hurts, disappointments, letdowns, fears. Those are just a few um, things that the Holy Spirit was giving me. You know, letdowns is such a big one. There, I think, and you know, and disappointments. Those are big because I think we, that's something that everybody can certainly say that, that they have faced. And what's really bad is when we get to facing those things often, it seems that those things become the focal point and we begin to think, gee, nothing can ever go right for me or everything's always, you know, going to be bad. No matter what I do, I just can't seem to get it on top. No matter what I do, I just can't get out of the bottom. No matter what I do, I'm always in debt. No matter what I do, I can't pay a bill. There's one bill's got to get paid. Other bill just, you know, it's just going to have to get paid when it can. All those, there's so many examples. So many. That's just a very, very, very few. It's not even the tip of the iceberg. It's just, it's just the, <laughs> the air surrounding the tip of the iceberg. And fear is so big, especially in everything that's going on right now. I think a lot of people are into fear and kind of live a lifestyle that is based on fear. And so uh, that is what we're what we're going to be talking about today, unless Holy Spirit uh, directs this in another way. So overcoming a bad path. A lot of times we're told as Christians that God will use you after you fix yourself. You can't, you know, step into doing anything until you are a fixed person. God's not going to use you in a great way until you are fixed. Or we can have the complete opposite thought. It's not even really complete opposite. What's the word I'm looking for, Holy Spirit? It's a mirror, really. The flipped, thank you, Holy Spirit. The flipped side of that is that person can't be preaching anything to me because they had this, that, and the other going on in their life, or they had, you know, such and such in their past. Well, no, I'm not talking about willfully being in sin and then teaching people. That's, that's not what I'm talking about. But I mean, if, if you're a pastor and let's say you deal with jealousy, and something that just runs, that you just, it's just been running through you. Maybe it's something that runs through your family. Um, just first and foremost, I do not um, believe these things are just coincidental. I believe that there are, there are demonic spirits attached to those things. They run into your family and create strongholds in your family lines and generational curses in your family lines. I not only believe that, I know that to be absolutely 100% true. And the longer we agree with whatever it is, it just gives that evil spirit power over you to rule you, to control your life, to make you less than what Jesus has paid for you to be. So before we're quick to judge, I know a lot of times people want to judge. And I've heard so many people say, 
judged, not least you be judged. And yes, that's absolutely true. But the next scripture says, for the judgment that you pour out, it'll at least be measured back to you. So just what the Bible was saying there. So if people are going to quote the scripture, why don't we make sure we quote the entire thing correctly and not pull out a piece out of context? Basically, what the Bible was saying there was that if you are going to judge someone and judging someone doesn't always mean thinking or saying something bad. That's the problem with uh, the way people think. They think everything is negative. Whereas the Bible talks about the, the, the judgment seat and the great white throne judgment and all those things, but it was for rewards. And there's people who are like, I'm terrified of this, but why it's talking about rewarding you. It's just like the word consequence. I homeschool my children and I tell them there's, if you do something good, you will have a consequence. It's a good one. There's a consequence to everything. It doesn't mean that it's bad. We just equate things um, that way. We connect things that way. And that's because of the devil. I mean, that's because we know good and evil. And the, unfortunately, the devil tries to make sure that evil is the number one thing that you're looking at and is being reflected back to you on a daily basis to the point that we have such a warped point of view that we don't even view God to be holy good as he says he is. God is not bad. He does not do bad things. He does not do evil things. I was actually just listening today uh, to Robin D. Bullock on um youtube and you know holy spirit just smacked me wide awake (laughs) not that i was falling asleep but man it was just just a shocker when when holy spirit really just revealed it to me even on a deeper level um that god does not do evil and people say well god does this and he does that and and he He, you know, the Bible says that he, you know, killed, you know, whoever, the firstborns in in Egypt and this, that, and the other. Actually, the law of, of God says seed time and harvest is here to stay. And what seed time and harvest, that just simply means you plant a seed, you reap whatever you plant. Well, what did the Egyptians do? They killed the, 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 the baby um, boys up to a certain age. Well, wasn't they didn't they just reap that back? Seed time and harvest is here to stay. Everything in which that they received um, a judgment or a plague, like Robin was saying, and is absolutely 100% true that you can check out for yourself, is that everything that they received a judgment for was against one of their false gods so sin reaps a harvest which is so good because holy spirit just made all that go full circle right back around to the whole point i love him because i was not planning to go this way at all whatsoever but he's so good praise him anger rage Hate, jealousy, oppression, hurts, disappointments, letdowns, and fear are all sins. And they're seeds. And we plant them 
every single day in our lives, if we are caught up in these things, we plant them. If it's somebody who's in our life, they're planting those seeds in us. Or worse, we're planting it in our children. Um, And what we need to realize is that seed time and harvest is here to what do I mean by that? Well, if you plant the seeds and or someone else is planting these seeds in your life and they're being watered because they're being tended to every day. If it's if it's, um, you know, um, jealousy, well, the devil is going to make sure that that is getting watered every day because he's going to make sure that you feel jealous all the time or or anger or hate you know if it's anger that you deal with he's going to make sure that customer comes in or that person calls you or someone's going to say something to you on facebook or some kind of social media platform or the person in line at the deli counter or whatever the case may be he's going to make sure that they are there why is he doing that because he's evil yeah of course but he's also has an end game He wants to make sure that you reap what you sowed. How do we know that that's something true? Well, I love it. It all just, (laughs) I love this. Holy Spirit's amazing. Well, in Job, God and the devil are having a conversation and He says, the devil basically says, you know, if you take all his stuff away, Job's things away, he's not going to serve you anymore and yada, yada, yada. And God allows it to happen. Why? Why does God allow that? Is it because God tests you? No, the Bible says he does not test people. He doesn't. He doesn't test them with evil. That's what the Bible says. Then what does this mean? Well, if we read on further, It says, after all these destructive things happen to Job, he loses his children, his wife, his house, his livestock. He loses everything. It says, he, Job says, everything in which I feared has now come upon me. Oh, wait a minute. What of what? What are you saying? Everything that you feared has now come upon you? Oh, you mean you planted seeds of fear? And now you have reaped it. Yes, that's exactly what it means. One thing that the devil could not do to him was kill him. Why? Why did God say, but you cannot touch his life? I'll tell you why. Because Job never sowed fear of his life to being taken. He never, that wasn't something that he had feared. It goes way deeper than that because it even talks about that Job was right before the destruction was happening, that he was offering up these sacrifices and things to the Lord just in case they had sinned and just in case this and just in case that. Though he was acting out of fear, he was sowing those seeds of fear and he reaped that harvest back unto himself. Um, and that, that is something that we have to be careful with, that we're not sowing seeds of hate, seeds of violence, seeds of anger, oppression, you know, hurts, disappointments, letdowns, fears. We need to guard our mouths 
We have to watch what we say. And I know people tend to think that I'm like so strange because I'll just, I'll be that person like, well, I don't receive that. And I, <laughs> I don't receive that bad report, but praise the Lord because this is good and he's good and whatever. And they're like, we're just complaining about the rain or whatever, you know? And I'm like, nope, not going to do it. Why? Why am I not going to do that? Because what does the Bible say? The Bible specifically says that we will have what we say. God's not joking. I just, I just, I don't know any other way to say this. God is not joking with his word. You know who the word is, don't you? The word is Jesus. He is the word. It says, that the word was with God and the word is God. The word is Jesus Christ. He was called the word of God before he was manifested here in flesh and named Jesus. His name was the word. He is the word of God. The word of God was with God. The word of God is God. The word of God is Jesus. And he is worthy and he is true. And he is faithful. And the Bible says he's not a man that he would lie. God is not a man that he would lie. Nor, you know, <laughs> nor will he change. The Bible says he changes not. So this is just, you know, nuggets of information that in order to live a fire taught life, we have to first begin to, what am I trying to say, Holy Spirit? Thank you, Holy Spirit. That's fantastic. Before you can start the fire, you need to prime the area. You have to, there, you know, there's fire safety um, methods that you're supposed to go through in the natural about, you know, removing cer certain um, debris and making sure that you you know, put the stones around the area where you're going to be doing the fire and all this stuff. Well, that's what you're doing inside you so that you can actually live a fire taught life. So the Holy Spirit can come and rest upon your altar, which is, which is your heart, is your spirit, your soul, man. And I will say this, that um, we need to make sure that we heed the words of the Lord. And this is his word. This is just, this is in the Bible. This isn't just something that I decided to make a you know a little video and do a cartwheel with or you know nothing like that. <laughs> I just have nothing else to do, you know. No, this is what the Holy Spirit is saying and what He wants His will. What His will is that He wants to have accomplished, and um, and it is an honor for me to be here with you, sitting by the fire of the Lord and learning who He is and what He wants from us his servants his children his beloved do you know that you're beloved of him do you know that he loves you so much do you know that his heart burns for you do you know that he thinks about you that he sings over you that he wrote <laughs> a book about you he loves you so much and he has nothing ill planned for you nothing the Bible says, for I know the plans that I have for you, plans to prosper you, plans that are good and not to harm you. Oh, hallelujah. He's so good. He's so good. He's ultimately good. He is not evil. 
He is ultimately good. And I know I say this a lot on social media, but the goodness of God is going to win you over. And it's going to and it's going to be the thing that's going to flop you and you're going to realize he is a good God who never ever ever has intended evil against you. And I know that I there's so much more that I have written down here, but I can't even get to it because the love of God is just amazing for you. And I feel like more than anything, he wants me to tell you that, that he loves you so, so much. Mm, He's a good God. I think I'm going to end with this. In order for us to receive the goodness of the Lord, one, we need to just be able to receive it. But two, we need to, to weed our, our gardens, our flower beds, our areas where we're trying to start this fire, our altars to the Lord. We need to weed it. The Bible says to guard your heart with all diligence, for out of it comes the issues of life. Your heart is your spirit, man. It's your soul, really, not your spirit, man, but your soul. It's your soul. And the things in your soul is what you continue to choose, is what you continue to do and act on. Where we, you know, sometimes it's like, you know, um, it's hard if you if you grew up in a household where everybody yelled, they yelled at you or were harsh with you, and then you have your children and you feel like it just comes out like it, like it's second nature, and you and you're like, and you don't want to do those things. Uh, yes, Lord, I hear you, Holy Spirit. The Bible says. Holy Spirit just continues to bring things back to my um, my mind, even as I'm talking. The Holy Holy Spirit is reminding me that the Bible is saying, you know, in the Bible, the apostles said that I do the things that I don't want to do. Why is that? Because we need to get our souls clean. So I think what we're going to end this one with, and we'll go deeper into this down this uh, path, because we need to we need to reconcile these things so that we can love and be everything that Christ has died for us to be. So we need to start by getting our souls healed. Why is that important? Well, because the Bible says that once our soul prospers, then we can prosper How does our soul prosper? By getting healed. By getting healed. So, how are we going to do this? Well, we, it's really, (laughs) it's actually really, really simple. So I'm actually looking up, um, trying to pull up the scripture right now. Um, Here's a scripture for you. Third John verse one, or uh, chapter chapter one, verse two, excuse me. It says, and I'm just going to actually, I was going to read it from the Amplified, but y'all know me. I love the Passion Translation. So I said, third John one and two. It says, beloved friend. Hmm. <laughs> I pray that you are prospering in every way and that you continually enjoy good health just as your soul is prospering. 
Your soul cannot prosper if it is filled with anger, abuse, hate, rage, jealousy, oppression, hurts, disappointments, letdowns, fears. There are so many scriptures that I can give you, but it would just take us forever. I have so many on here. Also, unforgiveness. Unforgiveness is very, very big. Forgiving someone does not mean that what they did was okay to you. God will pay or repay those people for judgments. So unless unless they ask for forgiveness. But here's the thing. If you do not forgive them, then you also will not be forgiven. God is very adamant about this forgiveness thing. We need to forgive people and let things go. Stop holding on to things. Stop being ready to rake that person over the coals every time you see them. You know, you just relive that thing over and over again. Can't believe they did this to me. I can't believe they said that and this and that. I think, or the moment you think, oh yeah, I'm healed. I, I'm good. And then you see that person again and you're ready to just chop their head off because it's not actually, it's just hidden in your soul. It's just being buried under the layers of other things that you got going on. We need to start unearthing these things and getting rid of them. Sin and hate and unforgiveness will make you sick. That's just all there is to that. So I'm going to end it there. Um, And we are just going to pray. We are going to get rid of some of these things out of our soul. And some of you are going to feel amazingly better right away. Some of you might feel lighter. You might just feel things like a weight being lifted off you or whatever the case may be because this stuff is going tonight, okay? Or in the morning or afternoon, whatever time you're listening. First and foremost, we're going to we're going to go straight to Jesus because we have no authority without him. We love him so much. We're not going to do anything without him. So, Jesus, we just thank you. We come before you and now we're lifting up our souls because we want our souls to prosper. We want to be in good health, even as our soul prospers, just as your word says. And we cannot be in good health and we cannot prosper with all these things in us. Oh, I can feel the fire of God right now. Hallelujah. Lord, I just impart that fire to those who are willing. Wow. Father, right now, we lift up our souls before you and we say, We loose and we're going to loose these things because the Bible says whatsoever you loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. So we are going to loose these things from our soul. Father, we loose from our soul all abuse, all anger and rage, hate and jealousy, all oppression and bad, bad, bad manners and hatefulness and, and, and hurts and disappointments and letdowns and fear we, we lose the uh, bad attitudes and, and, and just bad viewpoints, every bit of warpness, whatever is not of you in the way that we think and say and act in the way that we view people through our individual viewfinders, through our eyes. Lord, we lose those things and we want them gone right now. We choose this as our will. No one's forcing us. We choose it. We don't want it anymore. And we say that it goes right now in Jesus name. 
And now we are going to bind to our soul the things of God. Why are we going to do that? Well, one, because the Bible says once you, yes, Holy Spirit, the Bible talks about you cannot first plunder a strong man's house unless you tie the strong man up first, okay? So that's what we just did. However, the Bible does also talk about that the enemy, once the house is swept clean, is going to come back and it's going to find that the house is unattended. And when it's unattended, it's going to return with seven more evil spirits worse than itself. So we don't want to just leave the space empty with nothing. We want to fill it with God. Okay. So now we bind to our souls your love, your life, your goodness, your forgiveness, your, your viewfinder, how we should look at people, your outlook, your divine appointments, no more disappointments, but your divine appointments, no more letdowns, but you bringing us up, no more fear, but of power and of a strong mind. Lord, we just thank you right now for your goodness and your faithfulness that you met us here by the fire today. And we thank you, Holy Spirit. And we thank you, Papa God. And we thank you, Jesus Christ, for leading us again by the fire. In Jesus' mighty name, we believe these things. Amen and amen. Jesus is doing it for you. I know he is. I believe in miracles and I know that he is a miracle worker. I will speak to you all next time. Goodbye.